Thanks, Craig. Welcome to Dudes Fan Dudes. I'm Josh. I'm Forrest. Yeah, I don't think that the now recording thing is in the recording. So when he's like, like now recording. Yeah, so my like, ha ah, thank you bit. I don't think it's going to pick up. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll but... never get a good opening bit. <laughs> I mean, that's isn't that like the, the holy grail for podcast people is the search for the for the good opening bit. Uh, my one of my favorites is uh, an episode of the Basement Yard, which is um, Danny and Joe Santagato, and uh, they start out, and Santagato's like, "Stop talking about my butthole!" And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to this entire hour." <laughs> I think the best opening that I've heard was I think it's called the uh, the Men's Room. It's out of Washington. It's it's pretty good. My brother and um, a bunch of my buddies who live up there listen, listen to it. And they can get a little raunchy. They can say some stuff I don't necessarily agree with. The um the they have like a who done it section where they're they like name a crime and you have to guess the nationality of the person and I'm like that's pushed. This Ooh. sounds like it could be. But the thing is is they have people call in and guess. They never say anything crappy. It's someone else. And then they're like actually the person was this. <laughs> and then they have awards to hand out and stuff like that. They're like, "All right, shittiest person to call in this week was." <laughs> God. It's both genius and chaotic energy and I love everything about it. It's like I, I guarantee they were Howard Stern fans growing up. Maybe, be, but the thing is, they're not necessarily doing anything bad. They're just having someone else doing it and then laughing at that person because they know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, lampshading. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's not it's not something I would do, but it's something that I could sit back and appreciate what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, not for me, but I get it. Okay. Tell me more about the book. You were oh, me about um, before we started recording. So the book is called "The Monsters Know What They're Doing" by Keith Amon, um, and it originally was a blog, like a and D style blog, from someone who's been a, a creator for a long time and a writer of sorts, who really like just delved into instead of making like a, a role playing situation where you have to. Um, you know, find complicated things for your players and it's developed for your players to get through. Um, you go more into what are the creatures that they're coming up against? What do you know about them and creating them like they're the DM's characters. Hmm. So instead of just throwing a werewolf at you out of fucking nowhere, like understanding what it means to be a werewolf in your situation, especially in traditional D and D, but also developing that monster as a character like what is that monster's needs what are its wants what is more common for that thing to um to do or where it's to be found or you know actually really delve into the lore of that stuff and the more i've been reading on this stuff the more i'm like this isn't just for D D. this is for like just like story and uh story development and world development it's it's pretty intense. Like right. a lot of the stuff that it goes into, it really puts your brain into its perspective, especially for creating a good villain. Cause I think that what makes a story isn't just a good hero or it, it's, it's the villain. I think the villain sometimes makes the story more than the hero. Cause in a lot of situations it's, it's the hero kind of develops or even becomes a thing because there's an existing villain already. And if the existing villain is like, shitty or you're just like okay here's another like fetch quest or whatever then it's 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 just annoying like the lords of the rings very easily could have just been like the most epic of fetch quests ever but instead 
they developed multiple villains to the point of like you not only understood like what they were capable of, but why they were doing the things that they were doing. And it really, really delved into that. And it, and I, my favorite part of the Lords of the Rings is that because of the power of the ring, anyone can become the villain. And it kind of like, is like this whole tale that's revolved around fellowship, of course, but also about like corruption. Right. I'm getting big. I'm getting big into stories recently that don't have like a, a direct antagonist where it's kind of just like, um, it's just life, like kind of like slice yeah. of life. Yeah, like, well, like, well, not like I guess so. Kind of like in in falling down with Michael Douglas, how the bad guy is literally anyone that talks to him, um, like anyone but his daughter, I should say, kind of like that. Where it's it's hard to nail down like one bad guy. And I think it's come coming from like you know we go to the, we have this we're in the same writing program, and they're always saying like you can only have one antagonist, and they have to be embodied. In, like personified through one person or, or or being or whatever, and it's like, well, what if like your character is just working at a gas station and all the customers suck? That's like twelve bad guys. That's fair, but I don't know. That's that's a very niche audience, and you always seem to find these very 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 niche things that I'm always just like, well, I'm glad you like it, Josh. <laughs> I don't know anyone else who would, but I'm glad you like it. Like, well, but, like you know, Locke's I mean, a great example. Okay, go With, on. Uh, Tom Hardy, you've seen it? Bach? Mm-hmm. He's driving to... I think I'm about to talk about this on the show already, but he's driving to the hospital from his job, and he's, it's a 90-minute drive, so the movie's 90 minutes. And the whole drive is his is people calling him, so it's his boss calling him to come back to work. It's his wife calling because she knows it's happening. And it's the hospital that's like, hey, are you on your way? Um, and so he is the antagonist in that, I would say, and that everyone else is, well, he's still a protagonist, but like, if there's a bad guy, it's him. It's Tom Hardy. Yeah. But there's no one directly in his way. He's the only one that can decide to turn the car around. It is a bad, it, it is man against self almost exclusively. Um, the people that are calling are just kind of acting like how his thought process is going. Like, I guarantee if this was an, if this was a short story, it would all be first person. Yeah, and I think it would be very boring that way. Um, but there's no, there's nobody that's like coming to get him or getting in his way. Yeah, uh, he doesn't so like that, owe the mob money. And there's some epic motorcycle chase scene or anything like that. Yeah, there's not another car, you know. Um, so there's no, there's no direct antagonist, and I love it exclusively for that reason. But I do think that niche. it's interesting when they do stuff like that, though. Um, I'm not like poo-pooing it. Definitely not, because I am. I love cliches in certain aspects, but I also hate when people like I was, I just got done editing um, for someone who does not understand how character arcs or writing a story or keeping detenses works. But that all aside, I saw something in that and I ended up editing someone else's work as well um, right after. And they both did it, which is where there has to be this like epic villain. And I do this too when I write, but I mean, I write fantasy a lot in sci-fi, so there's going to be like a bigger piece. And in my sci-fi piece, it's usually like a corporate thing, kind of like an alien, Whaley Utani. But in, <laughs> uh, right, nice. Um, but in, in these situations, it, there was like this like epic villain, like this very cliched, broken villain who's kind of just a villain for the sake of being a villain. And sometimes I like villains who are a villain for the sake of being a villain. It's kind of fun. It's very Bond villain. But at the same time, you kind of sit there and like, this isn't, this isn't like a, 
this isn't like a story. This isn't something that people are going to maybe necessarily remember or or pull from a lot. But I've the older I've been getting, the more I've been looking at stories that really like just feel more human, if that makes sense. So maybe not necessarily that there isn't a villain, but just have you seen um I think it's called um Last Flag Flying or like um Flag Coming Home, something like that. But it's got Steve Carell. Um it's got the guy from um the guy from oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. And it's got Morpheus in it. And they're all, the whole point of the story, it's probably the most human story I've seen in a while. But you would think that it'd be like a war story or something like that. Because the guys are all, are all combat veterans who serve together. But they all freaking hate each other. And they don't really discuss it. And you're kind of like beating around the bush about that the situation the whole time. But Steve Carell is this dad whose son was just killed in Iraq. And he's asked these guys to to bring his son home and 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 to to be there when he's buried and get the folded flag and all that stuff. And it's kind of just like watching them all go through it. And none of them are necessarily the good guy. All of them are kind of pieces of shit in their own right. <laughs> well, uh, I and I, I have this conversation a lot with people is it's like antagonist doesn't mean bad guy. It just means same goal, different motivation. Um, and what I and, what I like is that it's also hero doesn't necessarily mean good person. No, it, if whoever the main character is, that's your protagonist. Anyone getting in the way is an antagonist. Uh, have you seen Failure to Launch with Matthew McConaughey? I have. Sarah Jessica Parker is the antagonist. Is she a mm-hmm. bad person? Not necessarily. No, and neither is Matthew McConaughey. But. Because Matthew McConaughey wants to live a life that makes himself happy, and she wants him to be happy, but they're going about it in different ways. Conflict, ergo, antagonist. Same thing with, um, I think it is called Last Flag Flying. With uh, Carell and Fishburne. And yes. the guy from Breaking Bad. Yes, I feel terrible that I can't remember his name because he's a fantastic actor. <laughs> is it um, Brian Cranston? It yes. might be. Yes, because he's also Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Bam, bam. There you go. Which one of the greatest sitcoms of all time is Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> How could you say something so brave and <laughs> <laughs> so controversial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's just like I'm. I'm a very. It, if you've been listening for what is this episode seven? Um, you and I are both. You know that me and Forrest are bitter people. So a show about a family of bitter people is just like perfect. <laughs> it, it is kind of a. A great moment. I um, last night for some reason, I I stumbled across John Tron's Christmas special of of Christmas with the Cranks, and so I sat down after that and watched that movie all the way through. And I, it's weird. The first time I watched it, I hated that movie. But now when I watch it, by the end of it, I was like, just let them do what they want to do. Fuck <laughs> off. And the whole point of it is like the Christmas spirit and coming together and not being a humbug. But me, I was like, if he wants to be a humbug, let him be a humbug. Which but he's not <laughs> he's not being a humbug. He still wants to celebrate Christmas with his wife. He just doesn't want to be in his empty house. Exactly. That's so mad. They're trying to celebrate Christmas. In their that own way. You want to cancel Christmas. I hate that movie so much. Because <laughs> all the people <laughs> are really the antagonists and and they they try really hard to make Tim Allen out to be this like creep and this jerk at, at yeah. a lot of points which I think is kind of the joke but at the same time you're sitting there and just like just 
let them live their life. Like when <laughs> um when his wife comes out and she's wearing the bikini um at the tanning bed and the preacher comes up and is just like eyeballing her and like being all like how could you or whatever and yeah. it's like people wear bathing suits homie <laughs> like why are you like getting up in her business while she's wearing a bathing suit if i was her husband i'd be like excuse me mr preacher but could you not like could you go away yeah the old testament is my left hand and the new testament is my right would you like to read the bible it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous that <laughs> <laughs> Can we make that a character in something? <laughs> My God. <laughs> a priest with brass knuckles. Uh, no, but like the it's okay to have a movie where anger is the point of the like of the bit, but you've got to give me a break from it. That whole movie, I'm mad at I don't like Tim Allen or his wife in that movie. So the I don't like anyone in that for the entire like You come like, away from it just upset. It's like two. It's like two hours long. It's a long movie too. It's supposed to make you feel good at the end, and you just come away upset, tired, and kind of bloated, like because <laughs> you've been chugging eggnog the whole time. It's it's like it's like drinking a PBR. Like I really didn't want to do that, but I did. <laughs> That's fair. And now I need to sit down. Oh my god, Paps Blue Ribbon. That was that was. You would go into the PX on base. And they would have like those really long thirty boxes of that, and you would just pick one up on each shoulder for a dollar seventy five and check out. Go back, <laughs> chug the whole thing, and be like, "Why do I weigh twenty pounds extra?" And then you have the beer shits, and for then the next months. day you're, and the next day you're fine. Oh no, that 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 stuff like emergency access hatched to your bowels immediately. <laughs> God. I, when I when I started when I when I was getting into beer, I was like, I'm not going to be one of those high class beer people. I'll drink Bud Light, and then I had like a good beer, and I was like, Oh no, never mind. Mm. Uh, it's and worth. Here comes your inner hipster. No, I, I like like just like Stella. Oh my god, my my! I think I told you my Stella story. Oh, I felt Maybe. so bad. Is it live? Um, did we do it on the on the show? I don't think so. So so Kelly's dad. So really good dude, very Quaker. Um, very, very, very <laughs> conservative, you know, CPA, good dude, really funny out of nowhere. Um, a God at golf, he can slap shot something like three miles and curve it. And, you know, we'll be like, how <laughs> happy Gilmore who? <laughs> yeah, he, he's, mm, it's insane. But anyway, um, he has me over for the first time over there since I, I was a teenager. Um, and he's like, Hey, do you want a beer? I'm like, sure. What do you guys got? And he's just like, oh, well, we have Red Stripe, we have Stella, we have Guinness. I was like, I'll take a, like, I have a Guinness tattoo. So I was like, I'll take a Guinness, like. Right, man of taste. I was like, and then he and I were like, he and I had just gotten done making a bunch of, like, super, like, guy dad jokes. And then I was just like, yeah, Stella's such a, like, a girly drink. I was like, I can't drink that. And he walks off and Kelly just looks at me all wide eyed. And she's like, that's his favorite drink. I was like, no, (laughs) you basically were just like, fuck you. Just as casually as you could do it. (laughs) Like later I found he had like those special beer glasses, like Stella or Toile over it and stuff. I was like, fuck (laughs) me, dude. We've never spoken about it ever. Uh, I mean, He's Quaker and I'm Irish, so it's just not happening. It is bottled up, and then you both will either explode or die. I understand. Um, but I'll talk about it with everyone else because I'm also a nosy Italian Jew. So I'll sit here and uh, feel bad about it, but I won't talk about it with him because then my uh, Irish side is like, you can't. This is the first episode that Kelly's dad's going to sit down and listen to. <laughs> and like, oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I've done that to people. 
because like I try to be very like whatever, man. Like it's it's all totally tubular. I'm cool, except for when it comes to like movies that I don't like for some reason, and I'm working on it. But someone will be like, "Have you seen this movie?" And I'm like, "I I hate that movie so." Ugh. Christmas with the Cranks, and I'll go on, and then at the end of it, they're like, "It's probably my like." That movie kept me from killing myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Whereas Josh, I know you, and for the most part, you're a really good dude. <laughs> but I know that there's a that. part of you <laughs> that would be like, "Well, maybe you should go and finish that project of yours." Did I tell you about Justice League? That's happened. So, um, hang on. You mean the movie or the the yeah, animation series? No, the, the movie. Like the, the animation series is gold. The Jason, no, the Jason Momoa movie. Um, so someone had, I had heard that someone said like they were having a bad time, and the only thing that was keeping them going was the Justice League movie coming out because they were a big Justice League oh, fan. No. And at the time, I was like, you know, I I that's how that's how I operate. I have to like set little like I can't. Like, things can't get too bad because I have to pet my dog tomorrow. Things like that, you know, to get through rough times. I understand. And then I saw Justice League. I came to the theater and I was like, I really hope they don't ever see this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I think you told me about that. You said that you, like, started texting them. You were like, wait, no. <laughs> we need to find something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I was specifically, I was like, hey, you know, this movie's coming out in, like, six months. Like, here's Josh and I. Josh and I are both very dramatic people. We're both we were both divas in a past life or this life. This um, life. <laughs> yeah, my wife. I I my am wife. like creepily. Um, my wife. Um, my wife. My life. Um, my <laughs> wife has 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 proven to me and her mother, who was not only a, an interior decorator but a very well known. Um, I I think it was like wedding dress or something like that maker in um, Pennsylvania for a long time. Have both commented on how creepily good I am with hair especially women's hair um and and with um like fashion and i'm just like there's like i'm very comfortable in my sexuality and all that stuff and i don't have like weird feelings about this stuff but there is definitely an inner gay man whenever i see a a, a female or a man out in public and they're wearing something like hideous or their hair is like bad, i'd be like oh honey no <laughs> like tassels tassels with sandals i'm like Mm-mm, no Birkenstocks in any environment? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the 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 one that like makes me like cringe, and she, my wife, like knows the. F- I make a very specific face apparently, and she'll immediately start looking for them. Um, what are they called? Uh, capris. If if I see capris in public, I immediately apparently I have what Kelly calls the capri face, because she'll <laughs> just see me make a face and then like try to ignore that person. Then she'll be like, "Where? Where are they? Show me." <laughs> it's like you're in the middle of a Walmart, and you're like. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the SpongeBob primitive meme. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, Josh and I can be very, very dramatic divas about certain things, and I think it's really funny when, um, when we pair up on the same like level of diva, divaness, di- bitchiness. Yeah, sure. That's yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to make a, a word that doesn't exist there, but um. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what happens. Like, someone will, like, be being, like, a total slob in front of Josh and I, and we'll just sit there and go full mean girls. And then, like, five minutes later, we're just like, wow. <laughs> Why do we care? <laughs> well, because there's, there's, like, there's two voices in everyone. There's, like, the, the, the way that you were raised 
to think, and then there's the way that you would like to think. And so, like, if I saw someone with, I don't know, like, eating pizza with a fork and a knife, and it was not too big to hold, my first thought is, like, what do you, pick up the pizza, what are you doing? And then the, you the second- You stop yourself from yeah. making a comment, yeah. Yeah, the other voice is, like, who I'm trying to be, and it's like, hey- Who cares? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's okay that your favorite movie is Christmas for the Cranks. I had a teacher that you and I have talked about multiple times who walked into class one time and they were wearing a rainbow beanie with the long tassels on the side with a mohawk on it. And my first experience, well, my first, not experience, my first thought was you're a professor at a prestigious college, somewhat prestigious, and you walk in and start talking to us about professionalism. And this is what you chose to wear today. That's a power move. But also at the same time, I was like, that's a funny hat. <laughs> and it makes <laughs> like, this situation a lot funnier. Damn, dude. That's a tight hat. You like dap him up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did compliment her on the hat, but I did it in like a really like backhanded bitchy way and they didn't even notice, which made mm-hmm. it even funnier. So I was just like, wow, that's that's I think I did say that hat's a power move. <laughs> <laughs> my um my buddy in one of my first classes he as he would put it he was like that was a big dick decision oh for sure <laughs> Which what I, what I... would have been great to say to a female professor at my college <laughs> well i'm already upset that she's not being professional <laughs> <laughs> what i really love is like let's say you're in a group environment and you're judging someone like we all do and you look across the room and someone else is judging them also and you're like ah one of my people oh How and you, you bond <laughs> yes <laughs> dude everyone's just like misery loves company or like stuff like that i'm just like no it's it's judginess like brings people together way more it's like agreeing to hate something together oh, is yeah. like the best way to bond bro i was at a party when i was home um for those couple weeks in uh december and it was just like friends from high school I hadn't talked to forever. And then like some guy like I had never met. And he was saying something and I tuned into the conversation, like walked over to the circle he was standing and he was like, as a meninist, and I like shot eyes to someone <laughs> and then looked at me and we both went outside. Like I had to remove myself from the situation. That's amazing. It's <laughs> like, like, um, oh I, my God. I think we've all had those kinds of situations where someone's just like saying something and you have to physically remove yourself. Not necessarily because you're gonna be like, I'm gonna duel this man, I'm gonna fight this man, but there's also part of you just like, I mean, one slap wouldn't hurt. Well, there's that. And also like, I have a hard time stopping the bit. I should say, you know what I mean? And well, so yeah, I'm, you, I'm you poke the bear. Way, yeah. I'm going to go on for way too long. <laughs> like, yeah. I will make fun of this, his meninous comment for the entire night. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I had this, I had this dude who was like friends with my friends, but I wasn't friends with him, but I was trying to be cool about it. So I just rolled with it. But he was one of those guys who's, He's the master of every conversation. He knows more than you do. He's better than you are at pretty much anything. If you bring up anything, he's done it. He's one of those people, you know? Yeah. And Or he, he, he knows someone who was there at a situation that you're just like, I could be like, yeah, 2014, I was in Haiti during the, and he'll just like start going. Yeah. And he'll be like, oh yeah, I had a buddy who was on the cleanup crew and then I ended up doing this with him and he taught me this. And I'm like, can I finish my story? <laughs> but um recently i was hanging out with him again um like a year ago uh more like i was at a bar with my wife and a couple other friends and he walked up and decided to join our conversation um 
and then we couldn't lose him even after we went to another bar. So he just was kind of there, but, and he kept like trying to pick up on all the women in our group. But anyway, um, yeah, <laughs> so they're a great guy, <laughs> uh, more of a fella than a guy callback. <laughs> um, but he, he just starts going on about how his sister was, was murdered. Oh, and after like having a full night of this dude and already having like pre-existing issues with this man, like I tried so hard not to have dark thoughts. The man he said, it. like my brain immediately went to be like, "Don't think it. Don't. Don't think it. Don't. Just don't. Don't do it. Don't make be fun of his dead that. sister. Be yeah. the bigger man." <laughs> and immediately, like I took a shot, turned and looked at him, and I was like, "Are you sure it wasn't suicide?" No. <laughs> I shall not. I shall not laugh or encourage. Oh no. And I was like disappointed in myself as it left my mouth. <laughs> I, would, I, I hate that. Like when you're like, you're trying to grab the last word on the way out, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like, well, I was like, are you, I was like, oh, and you're sure it wasn't suicide? And I was like, <gasps> like I gasped at myself. Mm. Here, you know what? Here's here's a hundred dollars. I'm just gonna give you a hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> this is guilt money. This is this is silence money, and not this like is a, a blank check. Way. Not like <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself kind of way. Um. But no, he, but he rolled with it. He was like, oh no, definitely. This is what happened. And then like went to the police report. I'm like, good. He's too dumb to notice. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone <laughs> and I was else. like, <laughs> I need to stop. <laughs> Do they have like an, an AA, but for bitches? <laughs> oh man. You're here because you're too snarky. That's <laughs> really funny. Cause I went to AA for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, AA is like the. The funniest people are in AA. I swear to God, like the worst people, but the funniest people. My favorite was this dude named Mike. When I had wait, to go you, with, wait, can you say this stuff like legally? I'm not gonna say his full fucking name. Okay, Mike I, is the I, most I, common name in Western society. I, mean, I don't know how it works, like because the other A is on, anonymous. Yes, fuck him. Um, right. but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike and I don't know Joe. But anyway, no, yeah, Mike Joe, that's his name. But anyway, yes. Mike Joe, he's like, he stands up in, in during like share time in the circle, and he he puts this device to his throat, and I immediately like perk up because we were being forced to be there. Like we had the hospital bands around our our wrists and all this stuff. Me and my other military buddies, and we we're we were forced to go into a group with a bunch of civilians. So you already knew that was a recipe for disaster, right? Because we're all like super bitter and assholes from our time overseas, and then these people are like complaining about their life problems. And I was like, you know what was hard? War. Fuck you. Oh my god, you're you're John Goodman and Big Lebowski. Yeah, I was yeah. in Korea. Someone else mentioned the Eagles one more fucking time. Um, <laughs> but no, well, I'll I'll get to another story about this because some of the shit in here, man. Um, because you could just tell that these people were liars, which is another thing that you'll find among addicts. But anyway, this dude stands up and I immediately was like, legend, because he stood up, put a device to his neck. I was like, I know that device. And he starts talking through this like voice box thing that he needs yeah and he's just like so i'm mike and as you can tell i was a smoker for a long time <laughs> we all start laughing no and he goes but he's laughing with us but he's laughing through his like stephen hawking device so yeah. it's making us laugh harder <laughs> it took like five minutes to get to his sharing point but it was amazing. And then he was just like, so my wife left me. And then we started laughing again. <laughs> and he just like kept going. And by the end of it, we went outside for a smoke break. <clears throat> and he came out just to talk with us. And he, he was a really cool dude. But it was just so funny because this dude was like, 
so self-deprecating and aware of like his issues, but also at the same time being like, I'm going to be dead soon anyway. <laughs> it would have been really funny if like, like uh, he, he wasn't there for like smoking. He was there for something like crazy. It's like, hello, I'm Mike. And as you can tell, I have a drinking problem. And you're all like, that's not the question I have for you. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, oh man. So many funny things happened in rehab but my my the other one that happened in that same session that this other guy stood up and he was just like this one time or he's just like last week i i fell off the wagon and of course all of us were like oh that sucks dude because it's it's really hard to like stay on the wagon right um i've been off of it for three years um but this dude was like i uh i had a 12 pack last night and tried to make it like super dramatic when he said it and my buddy Strohmeyer, like, I saw him light up when he said it. I was like, Strohmeyer, no. <laughs> you could tell in his mind, he was like, Strohmeyer, yes. <laughs> and he stood up. <clears throat> and he's just like, yeah, last night I smuggled in a six-pack of Bud and butt-chugged it in the bathroom <laughs> of my rehab room and said it with a totally straight face. I was like, Strohmeyer, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> And, like, you could just, like, tell that the 12-pack 12, 12 guy was, like, super pissed. That Like, he knew Strohmeyer was making fun of him. And everyone else was, like, not sure whether to take Strohmeyer seriously or not. Because none of us were laughing. <laughs> but, like, I was having, like, convulsions in my chest trying not to laugh the whole time. It was an experience. But it also makes you realize, like, you really don't want people to judge you. Unless you've gotten to a point that, like, you're in a situation where everyone's either a worse than you or b you just don't give a fuck i don't know that's kind of like when you're at the the self-destruction phase but <laughs> it's a funny stage to be in especially if you're still self-aware because it's just like well i could do this healthy thing or oh no i, I do that already where it's like i'm aware that this like the decisions i'm making are bad for me but that's not going to stop me from doing this. like <laughs> Like today, I, um, I'm editing someone's work, and I have all kinds of issues with my own work that I'm sure I make similar mistakes, and I don't think that I'm even nearly as good as half the writers I encounter. But I was going through this editing thing, and the first joke that I make to Josh about this, and he's just like, there's only one way out. <laughs> I send him a <laughs> picture of my revolver. And you were like, no, think of the carpet. <laughs> think of the cleaning. <laughs> and it's just like, suicide's not funny. But in that situation, when it's me, it's funny. I don't know. Okay. okay. Jokes about harming other people in a serious way, not for people. Yeah, exactly. But Jokes, it works yourself. That different, yeah. Um, like if if a stranger came up to me and I was like, I'm thinking about killing myself, and he was like, That's good, I'd be like, Wow, who are you? <laughs> but if I texted you like like, I, I think I do it almost weekly where I'm like, a minor inconvenience has happened. This is it. I'm killing myself. And you're just like, hats off. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> There's been a few times where we've discussed how we're going to go about like a group suicide. Oh, yeah. I've got so <laughs> many suicide packs. <laughs> but it's always like something epic. Like, let's do the, the chicken man fight from Family Guy on, <laughs> on an airborne plane and then just open the door. Well, like, I think my favorite one was, um, I sat down with someone. We start like, a fight on a plane and be like, you want to take this outside? <laughs> I, I had, I, I made a deal with someone that like, if the right conditions were met, that we would kill ourselves, but we would have a mutual friend of ours make it look like we went missing. Ah. 
very very cool. Agatha Christie. I like it. Yeah, like and like we would both leave notes behind, and they would contradict themselves. But they would both so they would point fingers in opposite directions. But we would both make it very clear that we left wherever we went together. And so just make it like the. Nice I would stage your body mystery. so that it looked like you guys had like an old school like Civil War duel. Oh no, we're gonna get cremated so that like there is no end answer. Oh. Yeah, see that the trail will always run cold. You would have some short little Belgian man with a perfect mustache solving your mystery. Oh, that'd be great. I always want I always want people with good facial hair to solve mysteries. Because if you're a detective and you don't have a good beard, what do you do? Okay. Speaking of beards, we're gonna go into this territory. I right now I'm I'm just like Jedi dad beard because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I like when I first had a mustache in the Marines, it was you know, a field stash and a majority of the other corporals and sergeants had them. So it was kind of expected, even if it didn't look good. Yeah. Pure <clears throat> Especially the guys who would cut it to make themselves look like Walt Disney, which in the end just made them look kind of Hitlery. Uh, I was going more with something that starts with a P, but you know, um, <laughs> and then, and ends with file. Um, but, uh, hmm, whatever could you mean? Right. Um, hmm. but I had, I had someone who I didn't like, Tell me to my face at school when I like rocked a mustache for um, a bit that I was doing for one of my presentations. I had my my glasses and I was dressed up with like a tie and all that stuff. And I made my hair and all that look like uh, Gary Oldman's um, Commissioner Gordon. And so, nice. of course, I, I grew up my, my stash to look that way. And he's like, dude, this is your look. And he was like being super serious. But I also think that he's a lying asshole. But so for like the longest time, I was like, do I look good with a mustache? <laughs> I was like second guess because know, someone who doesn't like you and you don't like tells you that you look good a certain way, you're like, you don't, you're just trying to make me look like an asshole. But then afterwards, you're like, what if this is the one true thing that they've said to me? But also, I would do that to them to make them think that it. Makes yeah, them yeah, look yeah, good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because um, like, I think any, I think any guy can agree with this. If you get a, if you get a compliment that you believe appearance wise you hold on to it for a while like hey man nice shirt that's your new favorite shirt and that's just oh, how yeah. it is <laughs> i've had i've had i don't know if this sounds like i'm tooting my own horn you, you'll you'll come up with a story after this so that i won't feel as weird about it but i've Maybe had not. multiple i might leave you hanging for the bit right do it for the bit um sure. i've had sure. multiple men tell me that they would have gay relationships with me and i don't know whether to take that as like a haha or be like is it a compliment? And then, like, a, um, a lot of people, yeah, are like, it is a compliment. But then I'm like, but those men are straight. And then, of course, they follow that up with, are they? I'm like, Whoa. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> um, like, my buddy Patrick, who's my, my kid's um, godchild, we served together in the Marines. And he would be like, dude, you should wear jeans more often. I was like, you looking at my butt? He's like, dude, who isn't looking at your butt? And I was like, I don't know what to do with that. You say thank you, and then you pull your pants up just a little bit to further define the curvature of your ass. <laughs> Textbook. <laughs> um, God, you and I were talking about who you were gonna marry, and I like made some joke or comment because like my wife gets uncomfortable sometimes about my bromances because I have many, and then she's like, "Do I need to worry about Josh?" And then you were <laughs> like, "Do we need to worry about you and me?" I was like, I don't know. And then they're just like, that's it. We're getting married for the bit. And I was like, Josh, no. And you were like, Josh, yes. 
Well, I think when we were at your house, I made a joke about like experimenting in college, and Kelly didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She didn't. She didn't know if it was a joke, and that made it funnier. I don't know. Yeah. It's I, funny. I, I love. I love doing that for like punchlines, where you just kind of like shrug your shoulders and like bounce an eyebrow, like oh no. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's good in like every situation. Um, yeah, like, um, did you kill my kinda, wife? Oh, it's yeah. kind of dad energy. <laughs> I like it. Um, speaking of dad energy, I did my first like dad cough in the shower a couple days ago. The like, Hook! so uh, yeah, I should, like, I should, I should have a child in like six months. I don't know. Yeah, you, you don't get right. Um, you, <laughs> you better start calling people. Um, be like, hey, uh, you pee on anything recently? <laughs> and if get not, a, like, what are you doing? Yeah, get a pot. Oh God, <laughs> you took that a direction I wasn't ready for. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about it? Um, Kelly listens to a great um podcast that sometimes is a little too much for me. Um, last podcast on the left, but there's a guy Ben oh, in yeah. that group who's like my spirit animal sometimes. And whenever Henry, the guy who takes it too far, sometimes goes too far, even for Ben, he just goes check please, <laughs> and they move on to the next discussion. <laughs> that was kind of yeah <laughs> i'm not touching that we need to get uh, like a like a bell and i'll because uh, i'll think of as many different topics i can do that make you uncomfortable and every time you get too uncomfortable you hit the bell and i'll change no but i'm gonna make but, it so like as the list descends, one of them it just gets worse to it one of them you should just keep going <laughs> i get one veto <laughs> kind of like the you know the change game where like you're doing an improv story and then someone says change and you have to like yeah. Change what you just said. Yeah. Kind of like that, but I'll just be like, keep going. And then you have to like go further down the rabbit hole. I don't think I don't think you know how good I am at bullshitting, but we can do that. Like I'm <laughs> down. But also you have to be aware of the of the eventuality. Like, anyways, here's the seven prime rules for butt stuff. And you're like, ding, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit yeah, down or move up. We're you just say veto, and then we'll have the womp womp womp. Why is this episode five hours long? <laughs> Josh goes on a, a rabbit I, hole expedition about butt stuff. I filibuster. Filibutstuffster? Count it. Nice. I'm proud of that one. You know what my favorite part about <laughs> podcasting is? <laughs> what's, what's your favorite part about podcasting, Josh? Tell me. So um, We're working on Dudes Being Dudes right now. I've been working on the little guys earlier today. And I haven't put on pants all day. Uh, right? I've just been Winnie the Poohing it all day. Winnie the Poohing it all day. <laughs> so, uh, like a toddler's red shirt that doesn't really fit. <laughs> Specifically, else. it's my green Ninja Turtles t-shirt. Nothing mm, else in my... That completes in, the look. Well, I also have black socks on. Because I figured if I was going to commit to the bit... Now you're a dad. Socks on. Now you're a dad. <laughs> you're wearing socks around the house. Now you're dead. Because, like... I'm like email. I was like emailing people to come on the show, um, and stuff. And I was like, nobody knows that I'm naked. <laughs> but then I was like, why would they? I, I I said it to myself like someone's going to email me like, hey, I'll only agree to come on the little guys if you're wearing pants. And then I'd have to be like, well, I'm definitely wearing pants. <laughs> right. Um, we should do that with Sam whenever we do our spice challenge with him. Just like not wear pants. I mean, obviously, like wear something, but just. Like really high short shorts, or like we'll go get a pair of like women's jorts at um, Forever Twenty One. 
<laughs> but like, <laughs> oh man, um, the thing about Sam is, like, from talking to him and stuff, he'll do it. He'll he'll continue any bit. I love it, which is great. But I also, I'm not as weird with him as I am with like people I know better. Oh, that's um, fair. We'll fix well, that. You, well, because you never know, you know what I mean. Um, so like, I think if he'd open the door to my apartment and we were both in like thongs, I think he would just leave. <laughs> One way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> if we or do, no, it, if you're dressed completely normal, but you like bend over to get something from the fridge, and I've got a thong, <laughs> I've got a whale tail. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if he doesn't address it, we don't address it, and if he does address it, we have to be like, I don't know, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh my god. Basically, we want to Eric Andre him. Wearing jeans with a thong over it. <laughs> <laughs> or like I'm I'm noticeably wearing a cup and he's like, "Why are you wearing a cup?" and I'm like, I... "No, no, be just be like you'll see later." And then I walk <laughs> in with a paintball gun. You walk in with a T-ball bat and just hit me in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> a wiffle ball bat just thwap. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, my turn. And I pull out a real bat. And he's like, okay, oh, hold on, stop. I'm like, no, Sam, <laughs> this is what we do to warm up. Please respect the Yeah, I, <laughs> just escalation of blunt objects to the groin to prepare one of, us. It's, one of my favorite jokes from Community, which is one of my another great sitcom, is uh, the character Abed, played by Danny Pudi, wraps his head in bubble wrap and gets Troy, played by Tunnel Glover, to hit him with a metal baseball bat as hard as he can. Oof. He's like, did you feel anything? And Danny Pudi's like, nah, nothing. We should sell this to the military. Oh my god. <laughs> I do like the idea of having somebody on, maybe not Sam, but somebody comes on to hang out and talk and whatever. And just out of nowhere, you and I start a bit, go all the way through with it, completely commit and see what they do. Do I, I'd be curious to see if they would go along with it. If they would get uncomfortable, if they would just sit there and be like, what's happening? So I feel like someone like Ruben would just kind of sit there and laugh and be like, what's happening? But it, then there's other it, people who have secret chaotic energies that would either tap into it <laughs> or go anyone, overboard. Anyone that I know that would agree to come on would definitely like full send. They would jump in. I like it. Off the top I of my want head. To, I want to do a bit with someone where I am dressed as that wizard character that I was telling you the whole time but i act completely normal and i want to get like a wizard outfit that's like merlin's from sword in the stone it's like that blue yeah. man dress with the, the 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 long blue like pajama hat almost but i want like really obnoxious like like fifth grade play like stars <laughs> all over it and then i want it to be too short like just above knee <laughs> i want to get so like <laughs> and I then want, out I... of nowhere i'll switch personality when you change back into your street clothes is when you start acting like a wizard. Um, I want to pay like 30 people to come hang out in the living room when you and when you come over to interview and to like do the show in person. And you're like, did you did you forget I was coming? And I'm like, no, like we're all just hanging out. And they're like, there's music and chips and stuff. And then when we sit down to record, everyone just stands very still and doesn't say anything for an hour. Oh, like a freeze thing. Yeah. All right. But they're all staring at you or the guest and we just have it we just have it i don't think be, that would, i don't think that would be very funny for anyone but me especially because this is not a visual thing so the other the guest would just have to do questions and answers and he'd be like obviously uncomfortable the whole time like yeah um i work at target is she okay and i'm like who are you, what are you talking about we have people who are play acting dead on the ground or some shit we just have a body 
And it's like, but we don't, oh, but we throw a blanket or a tarp over and we don't say anything. So we pay them 50 bucks to like not move for an hour. Just lay there. Right. Just lay there and look super fucking dead. And like breathing's fine. Like we'll have like the lights low so you can't really see them breathing. So like we'll just have that person like sit there like with the, with the obvious like bloodstained like sheet over them and we'll just do the podcast. What do you mean? What's, what's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, just not, just not talk about it. <laughs> I love this idea. Or like, so we could do like before and after pictures or something like that. My bedroom door just keeps shaking throughout the interview and eventually it flies open and just 30 Dober sprinting into the hall. And he's like, what? That's too Resident <laughs> Evil. You're going to trigger someone. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I love surrealism and I, it's hard to like, Put it this in is something. why I think that you will end up doing a YouTube channel with me. This is I why. I, I don't know. But I like writing because stories about rotisserie chicken gods. And that's where we're at now. That's true. But, I mean, we should at least do like a couple episodes live or filmed or something like that, which is why we need a couple merch things. We got to get an audience. We got to get, if we get, okay. Let's, I think we're at like a solid like seven or eight. You know? Well, we're at four right now. We get two plays an episode, excluding um, the outlier that was our first episode. If then we people get... are lying to me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's how it is. Um, let's say if we get a hun- if we can get to a hundred plays an episode, we'll make mugs or sure, like we'll make a thing to to flip out. I um, I, I love it how you think that I was asking when I said I was going to make us merch. No, I'm talking about. For mass production, yeah, I get you. Yeah, no, I'm that, cool if like if like I like the idea of us buying a pack of white Hanes shirts and sharpening them. If we them. take pictures or we we hang out or whatever, when you and I are together, we we have something on us that's dudes being dudes. Whether it's like a pin, a hat, we we got to make dad hats. We got to make a t-shirt. Yeah. The first t-shirts that we'll do, we'll just get white shirts and write in sharpie on it, dudes being dudes. Just like and like fist the sharpie, so like your whole hands around it, so it looks terrible. Nice. Yeah. We'll, um, um, and then mugs. We gotta have mugs. I just I don't know. I just I, I just I think every podcast sells coffee mugs. I don't know where I'm it not. Comes from, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna sell the mugs to the to the audience. I just want a mug. We should hand paint them at a pottery place. That's cute. It's a date. Oh um, my god! Don't tell Kelly; she'll get jealous. Um, she will. She she wants to do that crap all the time with me. And I'm like, mm, no. Uh, I went on a pottery date once, and, <laughs> and then I do it with you. <laughs> I went. So I went on a pottery date once, and um, I'm with this girl, and like the the shop the shopkeeper or whatever is showing us all the different things we could do and it's like a vase or a bowl or a plate or whatever and there's this little like alien cyclops dude i still have him in my room he's a, he's like a little blob with two feet and arms oh he's very cute. okay i and thought I you like, meant like someone else there and i was like you need to go into this more <laughs> where's this conversation going no it's a little like ceramic you can paint and i was like oh can i have can i have the little alien guy that from here on out i would like to refer okay. to as jeffrey and the and the the clerk was like, oh, of course. And my date was like, under her breath, she was like, ah, as soon as I saw it, and I was like, you don't have to be here for me and Jeffrey to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could I could have seen you also being like, it's not the only one eyed thing you're gonna be seeing tonight. What pot? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't get the joke. Uh huh. Okay. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, praying and. Supporting secular religion to understand that bit. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I was watching. I don't even know why that like I have like an inner eight year old, but every now and then like something will happen that's like not funny if you're an adult, but my inner child just dies. Um, I was watching a YouTuber that they were like waiting for something to like load with like all their buddies in the chat and everyone else is having a normal conversation, normal conversation. And in the background, he's saying yeet, but to the song of like, but, and he just like hits this note out of nowhere and like everything lights up and it's like blowing out his microphone and you hear his dogs barking and howling in the background. I was (laughs) like, this, this is the height of comedy. (laughs) This is the height of luxury. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. So I was like humming it in the shower and like I tried to hit the note and managed to do it right as Kelly walked in and she was like, wow. I was like, I don't know. Impressive, right? She's like, you're so hot right now. I'm like, I don't like this. You're making fun of me when I was making fun of me. Only I get to make fun of me. <laughs> Now I'm crying in the shower. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> it's not from the soap. My soap is no tears. <laughs> <laughs> Jergen and Jergens never did me wrong. And she's like, you're a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what I've do you been, use in the in the shower, Josh? In the shower? I'm, you know, I was an Irish spring guy for a while. You, yeah, then, I was I was gonna ask if you were. Yeah, well then it started like drying my skin out. Um, mm, so head and shoulders, um, head and shoulders for the, for my hair, but I do, um, what's, what's it? Old spice. I can feel that head and the, shoulder sponsorship. I can feel it. Oh God. Oh man. Uh, old spice <laughs> with the, um, with the charcoal. Like yeah. Feels great. Old spice is awesome. Can I, can I make a, can I make a little announcement to, to any man listening? Please. Um, if you're, if you're, if you are a, a man and. You're one of those guys who's like, I only buy one bottle of things to use in my shower. It's a seven in one. I can shave with it. I can wash my body with it. I can wash my hair with it. I can brush my teeth with it. Stop it. You're gross. <laughs> get shampoo. Get soap. Get conditioner if you want it. Split the things up. Smell nice. Take care of yourself. Teach yourself. Just because, just because it's convenient doesn't mean it's good. And also, if you're a man, wash your face. And trim your fucking toenails. I'm so tired of seeing dudes in Florida wearing flip-flops. And dudes don't, like, we're not just like, that person has gross nails. But, like, if you have nasty nails, and I notice, now that's all I'm looking at. Well, it's like, I don't understand why, like, skincare ads are, like, feminized. It's like, everyone has skin. Please. No. Buy some. Did you say that not everyone has skin? (laughs) Hold on. I have, I have, but one question. What about Skeletor? <laughs> Skeletor yes! He buffs. That's fair. He uses um armor shield car car buffer. Oh yeah, on his mandible. But no, like I'm shiny and evil. <laughs> he man washes his ass. Be like He Man. 
preach that like those 80s psa's after cartoons like <laughs> winners don't do drugs he-man oh, watches his ass oh my god i think there is an actual sonic one that's not a meme where he's just like sonic don't says, get into vans with strangers kids and i was like <laughs> yeah at the end of every episode of the of the 1990s sonic animated series jaleel white who was urkel and then sonic would do a session would do a section called sonic says where him and tails would go through advice Sonic says, if someone's offering you candy, run away really fast. Gotta go fast. (laughs) Chili dogs. If you get a roll in Family Matters, milk that shit. (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) can we do, can we do safety bits at the end that are just like, not, (laughs) like, don't apply to anything? That's the bit we should do. We should do a fake, like, 10 minute PSA about something. That's the bit. There's a, there's a Timon and Pumbaa cartoon channel on the disney tvs when you stay at the disney resorts at uh, walt disney world that comes on and lily loves them because she thinks that it's like a timon and pumbaa cartoon but it's literally them being like don't sit on the chains or don't do this make sure to hydrate look both ways before crossing the street and it like replays yeah there's a ton of them but there's always like a part of me that wants it to like get like too real out of nowhere or (laughs) (laughs) if your child is missing When it like comes to handguns, thing. a forty-five has the most stopping. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, now, granted, the 1911 only has seven rounds, not including the one in the chamber, but do you need any more with the 1911? That's right, Timon. Like, <laughs> I want to do, that's what we should, we need to do like a, a very specific PSA that can only apply to like six people out of the world. Like, What to do on a boat if a humpback whale is getting aggressive with your boat? No, even, like, like even more specific, like, um, you're seven minutes late to work. Also, you're an accountant that only works in, in like Detroit City. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it has to be like the advice has to be to the point where it's like it can only be relevant to one person, and that's on accident. When you've overslept in a um a hunting hide up a tree, and you wake up and there's a pack of wolves underneath you. Here's what you need to do. Um. <laughs> Your girlfriend's bringing over her ex-boyfriend and you were going to make chicken piccata, but you also forgot to buy chicken and get cooking soon enough for it to be done. Here's what to do. <laughs> I love it. One really extreme, one like somewhat casual, then one really extreme, then some casual. That's so great. Yeah, well, yeah. But it just has to be like very specific. And then we need to do one like one bad one. Uh-uh. I'm sure this is riveting. This is riveting podcast listening. But if we do Hell one. Yeah. We did one where it was like, um, I don't know, like like uh, advice on on training a dog, and it's really just advice on how to make a dog evil. <laughs> step one: shine a light in its face. Step step two: show it a picture of your neighbor. Uh, right. Uh, animal abuse. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, well, we're fifty-four minutes around in. Um, you want to call it? Mm-hmm. We can for this episode, sure. All right. Um, where can we find you on Twitter? Dudes being dudes podcast. Where can we find you on Instagram? DBD podcast. Where can we find you on Facebook? No. Where can we find you on Dig? No. Where can we find you on Live Journal? No. AOL Instant Messenger. No. Okay. I'm on Twitter. At JW Freeman underscore. It's the same for my Instagram. Um, yeah, also, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself.
No, he did not. Hang on. Someone's at my door. I'll, we'll, we'll keep it in the episode. Okay. Hey, what's up? Oh, I hope this doesn't hope this doesn't end bad. Well, if it does end bad, um, I will upload it, and that's guaranteed yeah. listens. But if it doesn't end bad, okay, I need you to leave. Okay, I need you to leave. Okay, get out of my house. Get out. Get out of my house. It's a bit. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>